the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast, the end of season uh, 22-23 pod. We thought we'd um, finish it up in probably what is the uh, best scenery I think we've ever done a pod in, bruv. Doesn't really work for podcasts, does it, bruv? But no, here we're sitting here by uh, by Lake Michigan, got a uh, campfire going, the birds around us, those are birds, they love it, and... um, yeah, cup of tea, a few beers. We've had a good day, mate. It's uh, been something like 30 odd degrees today, but it's cooled down a little bit now in the evening, so it's made a bit more bearable to be outside. As you say, mate, uh, a lovely setting for an end of season podcast. Bring it on. So I knew, I knew you were going to do that magnificent scene setting of the scene. You said, welcome. So I said that. Right, so yeah, we're in uh, sitting by Lake Michigan, as he says. Um, we thought we couldn't let the uh, season come to an end. Well, it has come to an end, but the, the pod season come to an end, if you like without looking back and doing the sort of the, the classic three player goal moment of the season well I put some mosquitoes. bug spray bug spray yeah, it's that's what you need bro. Me. but but and also any any other sort of um, of the season that we can think of as we go through but um yeah it's been an interesting one hasn't it one with a few uh, ups and downs twists and turns obviously the the season had a break as well which is sort mm. of pretty uh, unheard of unprecedented but Go on, before we get into the goal of blah, 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 what's what's your sort of thoughts on 22-23 for Palace? <sighs> well, I think I said to you a number of times, Robert, probably the people that listen to the pod will be sick of hearing me saying this, but I don't actually think that we did actually, up until sort of, I don't know, the last 10 games of the season, actually played very well. I never walked away from a Palace perform- performance thinking, you know, we'd done really well there and we deserved to win or we deserved to... You know, get a point from that. It, we were sort of, sort of. Uh, I felt like for the vast majority of the season, what two thirds of the season, we were sort of just limping along. Um, and as it as it were, you know, Patrick Vieira uh, quite poetically on on St Patrick's Day lost his job, um, and uh, Savoy of Croydon of Hodgson came back in to to save us again. And um, you know, it, it's only I must say the last ten games I've I've much more enjoyed the style of football. Um, obviously the results, the performances, we obviously came in, he, he strung three wins together, didn't he? But I mean, just uh, the whole sort of performance, the levels, the application from the players was so much better in the last 10 games of the season than it was in the, the previous 28. Um, and, and, you know, I really enjoyed that into the season, I must admit. Um, uh, it may be that, you know, the familiarity of, of Roy coming back helped, but I think it's probably just the professionalism of, of someone who's a, a well-seasoned and well uh, mature and, and someone who really knows what he's what, what he's doing. I don't want to use the, the sort of the term safe pair of hands or you know cozy pair of slippers or whatever he's been using in the past. Because I think it's quite could potentially be derogatory. Because, but you know he's he is an excellent and, and Palace is probably greatest ever Premier League manager in terms of what he's achieved oh, for us. Yeah. So um, yeah, very much enjoyed uh, the last ten games. Um, sort of uh, managed to get through the the, the, the prior twenty eight. Um, but look, we're finished 11th ahead of Chelsea for the first time since 1967, I believe. Wow. So, um, so can be happy. <laughs> does he remember that finish? Does he? <laughs> Probably does. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I think um, I guess the, the the first part of the season was a bit, bit of a strange one, wasn't it? Being a bit stop-start, 
and we were a bit stop-start in our performances. There were parts of games, elements of games, where we mm. did seem to, you know, have our A game on. But then it was always, it always felt that we lacked uh, uh, consistency. Well, consistency, but also a uh, sort of a plan B. Mm. It felt that if we went one goal down, or you know, if the sub didn't work out, it just just did, just felt we were a bit devoid of ideas, really. Um, so you know, I, my overriding feeling with the first part of the season was one of sort of you know, when are we going to get going? It's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, for, for, for Patrick Vieira and, and this whole sort of narrative around him is that he's this attacking manager, you know, who, who's going to give us more impetus, and that that may have been the case in times last season. But even last season, I think I spoke of my frustrations or often, you know, not being able to see out games. We lost a lot of late points, didn't we? I think, I think in the last sort of five minutes of the game, we lost more points than anyone else that season. Um, and it's interesting that, that Patrick Vieira is sort of that his narrative was he was very much a young, upcoming, exciting manager who loved to play expansive, attacking football. And Roy Hodgson was very much a you know a dinosaur who was you know very much set in his ways, and you know it was all going to be defensive football. Within the first half of of, of the Leicester game, Roy's first game, I think we we'd had like something stupid like. 30 shots on target or something, didn't we? And it, it, I think Opta had actually on said... Of, on the back of not having had a shot for three games. Yeah, and Opta, Opta sort of said it was the first time since since the records began back in 2013, since they started taking stats, that a Premier League side had managed that number of shots on target. Yeah. So that, that, that sort of blows all those sort of myths out the water, really, doesn't it? And um, really shows that Roy needs to be given more credit than, than he actually gets, I think. Oh, a huge amount of respect. I mean... I was going to say after the first part of the season where I found it a bit frustrating with everything going, the second part of the season was then that, you know, there started rumours that there was going to be a change made. We sort of undenied on this pod about whether it would and wouldn't happen. Um, I think we both felt kind of something needed to change, but we, we had that run of games that we saw, was it March? I can't remember, yeah, March time that we felt was the big, yeah, the big period for Palace. And obviously, Parish and Co didn't feel that you know, the, the current or well, the setup at that time was going to get us through that in a positive light. And what what has proved, uh, you know, you can't say whether that or that would or wouldn't have, have panned out because we, we, we just don't know. But what did pan out was they made um, a move at what feels like at the right time that therefore meant that things could have been turned around. As you say, that the Leicester performance and the effort and application of players, as well as all the shots on target, definitely showed... Um, that you know it was a good change and I think we've just seen the third point I make is the, the sort of the third part of the season for me was then just how comfortably we did see out that final part of the season a sure safety you know a lot sooner than anyone sort of thought we would and got key results out of games that we should have done um, and, and, and brought back the, the passion to Palace because the whole thing got a bit flat we'd half joked a few times about if it's worth going or not you know again because we left, we're leaving games so deflated because it really was so dull and I don't know yeah it, so we've got our palace back I think we said before right performances the key word you said there brother I think for yeah. me anyone could see the level of performance massively increased in the last 10 games of the season yeah. Um, you know the fact that there was players like Ibrichia Ezra there was Tyreek Mitchell Joel Ward um I think even Michael Elise's sort of performances improved as well. Jordan Ayew became his old self as well again. Yeah. You know, massively a huge uptick in performances of individual players as a result, team performances as well, um, which really got us over the line. And in the end, you know, 
relegation wasn't really uh, an issue at all but it could have been had Steve yeah. Parrish and co had not made that change so thank god they did um, it's hard to think look back at a, a decision Parrish has made apart from maybe the Frank de Boer experiment that has gone sort of terribly wrong so yeah um, I think we're very lucky to have someone like that in charge and someone who seems to be continually making the right decisions at a, as a woodpecker above us makes loads of noise <laughs> I said it's a different pod today um, we, yeah I think we do have to give the air a credit because I think when you look look back at the, well, obviously Dougie brought the players in didn't yeah. he in that transition after Roy leaving and Vera taking over but I think that first season was a good season we did enjoy it we had that cup run you know it was a it was a good period for Palace I guess what hap- what didn't happen was that we didn't kick on um, from that and, and there are multiple reasons for it but I think there was the concern that you know things had dropped to a level that performances you know if there was stuff within the crowds you know going on people were not happy with things nice. no it wasn't good and I think that you know something needs to happen and they made a change at the right time so so well done and, and we're here able to sit and talk about a very comfortable end to the season he said there's a chipmunk who's come and join us see, and, 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 and see that bit of wood there bruv just sticking out the wood there's a chipmunk standing right there right in the corner of it right ahead of you Look, there he is. Oh, yeah. There Chipmunk. Alvin, Simon, Theodore, wasn't it? There we go. Sorry, right. Nice little introduction, little interlude to the pod there. Bruv, okay, right. So we've done the sort of the general synopsis. Well, you, hang on, before we move on, give the, give the season out of 10. Oh, bloody hell. And you can't say first, second half. The whole season. So the whole yeah. 38 games. I'll, I'll, I'll do seven. I'm going for seven. And I, and I think seven because I think the, 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 the start of the season wasn't that bad. It got very, very bad after the after the break, and I th- I found it really enjoyable at the end of the season. So for me, seven overall. Yeah, I think it's. I guess I'm, I need to think about what I expected at the start of the season. So I think I came off the back of last season with a lot of promise because you know the cup run, albeit I think I didn't mask a few bad performances in the league as well. Yes, sir. And I think we did go on a run, indeed, of, of a few sort of. A bit of a barren run in the league as well. So I, I think probably, yeah, probably, I, I think would I have taken 11th at the start of the season very much so. Um, it would have been nice to have a cup run as well, but I think, you know, the, the way it will panned out, we probably need to focus more on, on our, our league performances. So, yeah, I think seven, seven and a half, given the way that how enjoyable it was the last bit of the season as well. I'll go with that. Yeah, seven, seven and a half. So what's that? The mean of 7.25. <laughs> Good. Goal of the season then. So... I'm going to go with perhaps not the most technically brilliant goal of the season, but the goal that meant that I think meant the most and was a bit of a turning point as well. And that's Jean-Philippe Mateta at home to Leicester, 93rd minute. Yeah. Bruv, I have not gone that mental at a football game for a long time. I think I think you know as me and you get older, we tend to be a bit more um, reserved. Yeah, reserved. Not reserved. I don't know if reserved is the right word, but just just a bit more sort of calmer about things you know I've in my younger football supporting ages I, I've, I've been a bit of a, a wild child as it were but no I mean as I got older I've, I've matured I've calmed but that was absolute chaos I mean I think because of the fact that it felt so much so deserved as well you know the performance especially the first half we absolutely battered them couldn't believe that you know I think it was only 1-1 at half time was it um, no, we actually won the down at half time, haven't we? I can't yeah, they scored. Yeah, they yeah. scored. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I couldn't believe we were sort of not winning the game, and it just felt there was a huge feeling of the relief 
a huge feeling of elation and a huge feeling of I think that you know this is it we're actually going to do this we're, we're going to yeah. climb out of this um, what a touch as well what a touch to oh, bring the ball in front of what a well. ball from Jordan yeah, Nye to find him yeah great great touch the turn the defender's left for dead cool finish from from, from JPM who's you know we've got these not forget he has got that in his locker you know he uh, we do every now and then wonder what JPM's going to turn up but luckily you know the right one turned up that day and he was cool and calm and collective and a great little touch turn and finish and yeah I think that was just the catalyst wasn't it for everything else that, 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 yeah. that followed on then um, and look give JPM his credits he does like to pop up with some very important goals you know we've got Brighton away we've got Millwall obviously away and then that Leicester goal was obviously yeah. you know if he was to leave in the summer which rumours are that he might move on um, you know, people have some very, very good memories. How about you, bruv? Uh, given, given I've taken that one, you've got to find another one. Yeah, everyone go. Well, didn't Palace? Um, didn't the Palace one, uh, official Palace one, go to the Eze, uh, Eze, uh, Lise free kick, Man United? It did. Yeah. Yes, that's right. There are. There were a few others up there. Uh, there was Eze at Southampton. Um, there was. Yeah, probably the only one I can remember. But yeah, but Lise at Man United, the one that won it, and that master uh, quite a, a poor performance from him on the day um, he came up with a, a, a fantastic finish uh, and what a great goal that was and he has really improved towards the end of the season yeah. so um, you've just shouted my one Go on. I, I enjoyed the Eze one away at Southampton if that's the one from the, the, from, one. From the outside the box yeah yeah. yeah yeah that one I liked that one I just because that sort of typified the basically new player that we signed uh, this season in a form of, of Eze I just think he was he was just imperious in in that ten game run under Roy and mm. and and Ray, and I think that goal kind of typified it. And we we kind of half joked about him being a new player, but the player was always always there. Yeah. And I, actually, you and I, in this uh, couple we've had in the states, we've we've had a bit of time to you know watch back some highlights of various games and things. And actually, you know, he did play a lot more than I remember him playing at the start of the season. I think um, he's played every game this season. But really? He hasn't started every game, but he's played in every game this season. Which surprises me because I just feel that now he is like the integral part of that team. I mean, You can't okay. imagine not starting him. No. no. He's, and he's that good. He's like ridiculously good. It's like he should... Like I say this in a polite... And, uh, and you know what I mean when I say this sense, but it's like he's too good to be in Palace's team yeah. you know like we always sang about Wolf being too good for them it's still like Eze's kind of bordering towards that but what, what a player we've got there and clearly coached and managed in the right way can be something really special so, so yeah, I liked he, he actually scored quite a few few goals this year that I liked but that, that one was probably my my goal of the season um, and what a performance that was as well yeah. nice performance um, player of the season then so Palace official was Decore, wasn't it? It was, and I think given that we're looking at a whole season, I think it has to be a defensive-minded player. Given the fact that I think that we haven't been that attackingly good this season, you know. So for me, it's going to be either one of the goalkeeper or the backline defensive midfield. Uh, honourable mentions towards Joel Ward. Yeah. I think Mark Gay will be, you know, the first start of this season wasn't as good as last season. Yoichim Anderson is as as continue to come on leaps and bounds Tyke Mitchell obviously found a bit more form but to Corey I, 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 can, I can understand it um, yeah I, I, th I think probably I'm, I'm going to agree with, with, with Decoray in terms of you know we said before he was signed bruv you know you and I have watched the YouTube videos that you, you tend to watch you know when a player's signed and I mean you always said to each other you know that's a player that we're going to enjoy watching you know he's tough tackling he's got a good range of passing he gets stuck in and let's not forget for, for large parts of the season especially up until you know November time you know October November time he was doing the job almost of two men yeah. 
in that midfield and he was very impressively you know he, I think he only got sent off once was it against man about Villa away, Villa away wasn't it um, but, oh, yeah, but yeah. apart from that yeah. you know he managed to manage his his games you know in terms of being booked and yellow cards very well um, so yeah I, I can't look behind Czech and I think that's the right decision yeah I agree I think what you said about Guy 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 I never can say it right Guy was right as well I think if he'd been that consistently good as he was towards the end of the season in fact the season he would have been head and shoulders above but I think the core just got better and better every game he's just that good the way he wins the ball the sort of nature of his play the the, the strength that he has and, and actually the fact that he can kind of turn on the sixpence as well and take us from a, a defensive position or piece of play to an attacking one um, you know it just kind of like what he's missing for me is a couple more goals and he's having more and more shots particularly under Roy um, than he had been which is, which is obviously positive but you know yeah I think player of the season I'm obviously Mr Consistency doing an IU as well yeah. uh, in terms of effort but as you say given the kind of the dry patch we've had in front of goal you can't really look any further forward in the pitch than Decoray so yeah don't disagree with that yep yep so moment of the season I think I already mentioned mine in terms of Jean-Philippe Mateto I can't choose the same one so I'm going to say St Patrick's Day the sacking of Patrick Vieira and the, the realisation that you know things needed to change and, and, and the decision that, that Steve Parrish made to, to make that change has to be the pivotal moment of the season which has led to, led to everything else I guess you can subsequently say you know bringing back of Ray Lewinson and, and Roy Hodgson as well but I think that it's not the, 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 be, the nicest moment of the season because I mean, no one wants to see someone lose their job um, we've all got families and, and people to support but I'm sure he would have been handsomely paid off anyway but yeah I think that decision from, from, from Parrish to, to realise that a change needs to be made um, knowing, knowing that it wouldn't have been popular with all, all parts of the fan base um, but ultimately it's, it's chosen to be the right decision um, yeah St Patrick's Day for me yeah return of Roy and Ray is definitely up there isn't it what about um, Roy's touch wasn't it Leicester in the first it, game the boy comes down he's sort of well, West, was it West Ham at home West, West, West Ham at home yeah yeah, I, I, I think you're right in terms of the pivotal nature of it. I think you've touched upon also, you know, the, the special mention of Mateta goal. And I think the Elise free kick was also an important moment uh, of the Night season. Uh, yeah, because it, sh- it showed that Palace can mm-hmm. nick a point yeah. as well in, in, in a run of games where we had been not really mm-hmm. doing the opposite, like leaking goals. You think of like the some, some, of, the, some of the performances were mainly often about the, the ability to see out games as well I mean mm. if you think about the Brentford game we watched that game in um, uh, Slovakia didn't we we went to the football Bratislava, Bratislava yeah. yeah and we come out and we managed to get their um, their fan their, f- <laughs> their fan zone club uh, house thing to put the Palace game on a load of um, Slovan Bratislava fans know what the hell's going on but um, yeah you think about the nature of like that game where we just sort of fell apart mm. the, the veer away performance you know oh. so I think that Man United at home, the free kick at the end was 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 quite a special moment as well. But I don't, yeah, I think you're right. You know, you don't. I don't think if you look at Crystal Palace's history, in the context of it, in, in that context, I don't think you can look past that moment, right? The return of of Roy and Ray. So yeah, take that as well. Any other any other sort of honourable parts of the season that you think deserve a mention? I mean, I th- I think the the break was actually a, a really interesting point for Palace this season and whether or not it 
impacted us positively or negatively. You know, you have to look at it in the context that everyone had that break. So, you know, if we were at disadvantage or uh, advantage, everyone else was. Um, I, d I do wonder also if that would have made an impact on when decision had been made in the season, because there were rumours, weren't there, of, of, of them being unhappy a bit earlier in the season, actually. Yeah. So whether or not that kind of just made time more elapsed. I think, yeah, well, that's something we can't ignore, is that I don't think it was just a decision made on sort of the results. I think there was rumours around people being unhappy at the training ground. Oh, and, dairy and everything. Yeah, and there. also Parish and other people were unhappy that with, with Vieira's inability or unwanting to bring in people with more experience who might be able to help him out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, bruv. It, it's been a strange season, isn't it? I think, I guess most of us will probably look back at this as, as perhaps a little bit of a, a, a wasted opportunity because given the sort yeah. of the way we performed last season, it was an opportunity really to kick on and yeah. move Palace to the next level and it kind of feels like we didn't take that. Um, but, but obviously, you know, by, by you know, time February had come around, it was just a case of surviving and that was it. And you have to adapt and, and do what you can to, to survive. But um, yeah, I guess a lot of people will think that, you know, Palace's model in terms of transfers is going to be very interesting this summer because last season there was the opportunity to really to sort of invest, improve. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that didn't happen as much. Some signings were made, obviously, to Corey, Will Hughes, a few others. Well, Hughes came in the season before, didn't he? Or maybe, yeah. He did, sorry, my bad. He came in January and he did the season before. But I think, yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens this summer because the model suggests that Palace have invested heavily in young young talent. Mm -hmm. And with the, the main stand and the other things to sort of finance, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I think Wolf's gone, but I also think you may see a sale of one of sort of Gay, Elise, Eze or Anderson. I think one of those key players might, might well go this summer for big money. And Palace will hopefully invest that well. Um, but what I do also do think hope that happens is that Palace invest in some elder statesmen, as it were. Mm. You know, I think we really could have. People lamented, you know, with Gary Cahill's and people like that in the squad. But I think that if you had that mixture of, you know, mm. most the most the youth that we've got now, we have a few sort of Gary Cahill's, James MacArthur's leaving. Let's not forget, you know, these are these are sort of really senior pros that I think you need to replace people that you need within that squad to sort of hold everyone together to give yeah. the youngsters a bit of direction I wouldn't be against you know obviously Jefferson, Jefferson Lerman's coming in from, from Bournemouth the rumours are but I don't know how sort of senior he is I don't, I don't know if he's been mid-20s anyway isn't he so I think you, you could do with a sort of a few senior pros and let's hope that Olivier Giroud fancies come to Palace because <laughs> we need a striker we I'm, 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 jo I'm joking obviously we talked but. about this one though but that, that one that apparently does have some legs but I, I'm not sure if that's the right move for Palace no. Um, I, I, I don't disagree though I think we do need some yeah, some more experienced yeah and, and that that's well look, it's going to depend what they do with the manager situation as well right I mean if 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 they can get someone in who kind of you know is able to build um, something for the future and what I mean by that is look to Palace's academy mm. now there are there are enough players that we've seen bits of who look really good um, and, and you know players who are sort of really well quite well renowned um, in the in the youth setup now and have been doing their stuff there for some time so you know if we get someone who can come in and can build like you say with some um, uh, more sort of experienced pros in and around them and bring some younger players through and 
let's face it, that's what Palace's model, as you say, is all about. I do think we do need to have some patience with the academy and younger players. As we've seen with Michael Elise, for example, you know, he's only just turned 20, isn't he, I think? And I get frustrated watching sometimes because he can be fa absolutely fantastic at times and other times you think what on earth are you doing and that's what you get with young players you get inconsistency yeah. and you get moment flashes of brilliance and then you know the reality of you know oh, they've switched off and they're not tracking back because they haven't got the experience or whatever um, I still think he'll be a top 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 player and I think his, his heights will be set a lot higher than Crystal Palace but I think going back to the sort of the academy players Jez Ratsaki for example one yeah, exactly. you know, Charlton's exactly. player of the season he's been absolutely fantastic for them but I think that Instead of bringing him back, him going into you know, Palace's team, I think he knows he needs to go out now and test him at Championship level because he's done it at League One. If he can do it at Championship, then perhaps we can look at him. Um, I think that that perhaps needs to happen with a few other players as well because with all these players we've had out on loan, I'm not sure we've had too many out at Championship level who have proved they can actually cut it. Uh, yet yeah, that have probably forced the, the way into the sort of the, whoever the new manager is is thinking. So uh, a bit of patience needed there. Um, but yeah, you're right. The future is bright, and um, you know, long live the uh, the CPFC Academy. It needs someone who can come in and manage that well. Yeah. Like you said, there's a long term game there. You can't just drop these people in and expect them to be world beaters. But at the same time, someone needs to be able to manage that. And you know, we we will see what happens. And you know, you know there are rumours that you know my my bet, which was Potter, <coughs> and which I'd like to happen, may may well happen. You know, obviously Roy staying is another option, and I'm sure there are many other options as well, which we're not sort of privy to. But you know, look, hopefully, um, whatever is is going to happen happens sooner or later, so Palace can build, um, and it's not a rush at the start of the season. Well, that's the key point, is it, bro? I think you know, season before last, we had this, didn't we, where we went for was it Favre was the first option, oh, and Nuno, and then there was Vieira was basically a fourth or fifth option, and we yeah. ended up you know, waiting too long. I think. Especially with the Zahar situation, obviously that's still up in the air. I still, I do, do not think he'll stay. I think that you know we need to draw a line under certain things, you know. So we need to get an answer from Wilf, or we need Palace needs to make a decision if it's going to be that offers on the table until this time, and that's it. Because otherwise, we need to have contingency planning. And with a manager as well, you know, players aren't going to want to sign for a club, and they don't know if they don't know who they're going to be playing under. Yeah. So this need, this needs to be done really. I mean, what what are we now? First week of June. I think the players come back officially for pre-season in sort of like July, didn't they? Although I think there's a couple of games in America in sort of June time, isn't there as well? So yeah. I, look, let's not let's not forget also that uh, Gay, uh, Eze, and Johnson have been called up to the England squad, and well done to them. Um, so their their sort of holiday is going to be cut short even more. So yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. But I think we need to get this sorted in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, announcements made as, as to the future of the management structure and, and what happens there um, and then we can really decide what we're going to do kick on with it we sell in players investing in players what we need to do I want to go and watch the sunset you do that and I still think Wolf will stay for the record right, so we're split on that one we'll see, we'll see. look um, it's been a pleasure sitting in front of a fire looking at Lake Michigan having a chat about Palace's year I'm, I'm really glad that we were able to have a, a look back and it was a 11th place finish and it, and it, and it actually was done you know uh, safety was secured uh, a lot longer so we could enjoy sorry a lot earlier so we could enjoy the, the last part of the season mm. as well bumpy one interesting one lots of lessons learned um, actually actually just very before we finish some very interesting sort of openings from the club recently with Roy doing an interview with Neville and also Steve oh, Parrish yeah. we yeah. got some really interesting insights there didn't we so mm -hmm. you know, long may that continue as you say um, the sooner the better in terms of things getting settled and sorted on a number of fronts and we can look forward to next season I'm sure we will do some other pods over the summer period we keep promising to get Kev involved 
Um, so we'll, we'll have to sort that out in the next few weeks. And, uh, and, Our pod and budget didn't quite um, stretch to fly them out to Michigan, unfortunately. No, no, we, we tried to arrange it, but yeah, we were a few... Uh, uh, short. I can say a few tennis short, but yeah. Um, so anyway, um, thanks for listening. Um, thanks as always for uh, getting in touch, uh, as you all do on a well, not you all do you, you do on a very regular basis. Axis Pointer Podcast, Instagram and Twitter. Um, and until next time, up the palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. <laughs>